I'm Sue Patterson, and welcome to the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. You know, I believe the best way to conquer your fears and hesitations about unschooling is to get good information and support. That's why I offer you this short weekly podcast to share what I've seen over nearly 30 years so you don't have to learn it all from scratch. The show notes and the blog post will have discounts for you as a podcast listener, so be sure to tap into those. So let's get to it. Is unschooling legal? That's an important question for parents, and it's an understandable one. Unschooling doesn't look like traditional schooling or even traditional homeschooling. And you may have heard things that aren't even all the way correct about what unschooling is. But you're ready to get your kids out of the school system or step away from a curriculum-based homeschooling program, and you're wondering if this will create some kind of legal problem, especially something as intuitive and freeing as unschooling. Well, from a legal standpoint, unschooling is simply a homeschooling method. So you won't see laws specific to unschooling, just like you wouldn't see laws specific to other styles of homeschooling. But there are a few nuances I want you to know about. When you look for homeschooling laws, you'll see that it's legal in all 50 states and all U.S. territories. It's legal in many countries too, but this varies. And I have some suggestions if you're unschooling overseas. I'll add that in at the end. Sometimes it can get confusing when people don't realize that the legal situation in one place may be very different in another, even state to state. The way it's handled in Florida isn't the same as Texas or Alaska or anywhere else. Know this if you're online and someone is telling you what your legal requirements are. Make sure you're learning about the laws where you live. So that's really step one. Know your laws, whether you're in the United States or anywhere else in the world. The other part of this is seeing how unschoolers are legally interpreting them too. This will help you feel more confident in pursuing the unschooling approach. You'll know that you're on firm ground with regard to legalities. Another thing to look at is the age of your child. That matters. Every state sets something called compulsory attendance, and they designate specifically age ranges that it's applicable. The low end of the range is usually five or six, and the cutoff is somewhere between 16 and 18. And why this matters is that you may be worrying about getting legal, but your child may be younger than the age where the laws apply. You won't need to fulfill the homeschooling legal requirements. Or the other end of the spectrum, maybe they've even aged out. Remember, too, they aren't saying compulsory education, only compulsory attendance. So if your state says they need 180 days of compulsory attendance, well, they woke up in their homes, so you can mark them as present. (laughs) Knowing these bits of information might make your life a little calmer. So next, let's get into the documentation aspects. States and countries are going to vary on what they require from home educating families. Some require testing at certain grade levels. Many do not. Some that do require testing don't require that the tests be turned in anywhere. Some require that you keep these tests for only a certain number of years. Some require certain subjects be covered within the curriculum. Some require evaluators for each child. Some require certain progress reports to be turned in annually to the school district. Many states require no oversight at all. Think about it. Schools barely have the funding for the kids they're responsible for. Why would anyone want to divert the funds away to monitor the homeschooling families? 
it makes sense that there's not a lot of oversight. I do have a couple of unschooling guides to help you dive a little deeper if you live somewhere that requires testing or other record keeping. We're such a nation preoccupied with testing and test results. Most people have a lot of questions about this. How will kids learn to do testing if they end school? If you don't do testing, how will they learn how to adapt when they do need to? What about accountability? What about SATs and ACTs? So I have a guide that walks you through all of these answers in depth. Truth is, testing has very little to do with the actual learning aspect. It's performative. It's about showing to mom, dad, teacher, whomever, that yes, I remember this thing. And if we all remember correctly from our own lives, we don't really retain all that random stuff for very long after that Friday quiz. So we need to not kid ourselves into believing that testing has some big influence on retention or learning. Sometimes people say that kids who aren't tested won't know how to take tests when they're out in the world, but that's not true. It doesn't take 12 years to learn how to take a test. When the kids need to, they'll do it. Lots of them are already playing with quizzes online. So if you have a lot of worries in this area or you need a little more conversation about testing, grab that unschooling guide. I think I'll bundle together some information for you and make it available. So check the blog post where this transcript will be and you'll see what I have for you. A few PDFs, the record keeping guide, the guide about testing. All of these will help you break some of these ideas apart and think about what matters and what doesn't. And know that a lot of these ideas you have may change as time goes on. That's just how this all goes. Okay, let's move away from the testing aspect and talk about interpreting the laws. This is why I really want you to find other unschoolers in your area. Sometimes in the more traditional homeschooling community, we see a stricter interpretation than is necessary. They encourage people to record more details of activities or resources than you really need to. And that's usually coming from fear or from a desire to prove that they're doing it right, so to speak. Sometimes we have spouses that aren't on board or someone else's voice in our heads telling us to keep track, don't be a slacker. Many of us haven't worked through all of our people-pleaser, gold-star-seeking ways from our past, and we carry those with us into this educational and parenting arena. So steer clear of anyone trying to scare you. Unschooling is not a scary, risky thing. Unfamiliar and unconventional, yes, but not dangerous or illegal. So how do you find other unschoolers in your state or country? Unschoolingmomtomom.com has a webpage with links to local groups, and we've had this for years now. It's a great resource for anyone who'd like to connect with the local unschoolers. If you find a link that doesn't work or know of a resource in your state or country that's not included, please let me know. There's a section at that webpage to do that. And I'll put a link in the show notes for it. In the free Facebook group, Unschooling Mom to Mom offers threads for each state and many countries. This allows group members to connect or share information about local happenings. We have a document that lists all the threads so group members can find their state quickly. It's housed in the guides units area of the Facebook group if you're looking for it. Also, tap into the state organizations to get updates about legal changes happening locally. That doesn't happen often, but it's good to stay connected. They often have legal pages at their website and even links on how to do the initial paperwork if you have any. This will give you access to how the locals are interpreting the laws. Now, sometimes the state group that's religious or more traditionally homeschoolers 
list out more hoops for you to jump through or implies you need extra legal protection. You don't. Truthfully, some of them get a little money as an affiliate situation with these legal groups. So I often steer people away from all of that. You don't need it. But you may be in a state that doesn't have a big inclusive group and you have to work with what you have. Just know that you have nothing to fear and anyone who implies you do, step away from them. Okay. What if your state says you have to do math, language arts, civics, they've designated certain subjects that they deem more important than others? Open your mind to the idea that curriculum may come in a wide range of formats. Think of the most interesting learning experiences you've ever encountered. The topics presented were discussed in conversations, possibly videos or podcasts, or even hands-on experiential learning. All of these options are available to you in an unschooling day, and they count. Don't let what's familiar to you shrink your idea of what is considered legitimate curriculum. The goal is for the child to gain access to more information in whatever mode works best for them. If you do live in a state requiring documentation, remember that you can do that without really impacting your child much. Learning happens all the time. You just have to notice it. And then you can record it using educational jargon that will meet the requirements. You become the bridge between the real life learning that's happening in your home and the governing body you report to. It takes a little de-schooling to start to see this and feel comfortable, so I'll put some PDFs in that discounted record-keeping bundle that will help you do that. I have an ebook too, called Everything Counts. This may help you see the subjects weaving through everyday activities, and I'm working on one for younger kids, too, so be sure to get on my email list, and you'll know when that's available. I said I'd mention a little bit for our international listeners. Unschooling is legal in various countries, including Australia, Canada, the United Kingdom, India, and more. Some nations allow homeschooling with heavy restrictions, and some consider homeschooling illegal. But there are umbrella programs you can sign up for to give you cover, so to speak. Then your child is enrolled in their program and not really considered homeschooling. Unschoolers have tapped into these programs all over the world. The two I know unschoolers are using are West River Academy and the Farm School. Google these for more info and I'll link them at the blog post. So does that get you on steadier ground? Do you have more questions? I'm not a lawyer, but I've seen how a lot of people handle lots of different legal situations. And that's what I'm bringing to you. Hopefully this helps you understand a little more about the legal aspects when it comes to unschooling. I'm Sue Patterson, and you've been listening to the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. You can follow Unschooling Mom to Mom on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and even YouTube. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite listening platform is and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Unschooling Mom to Mom pep talk. Thank you for listening. Happy unschooling and enjoy your kids.